Alyssa. Hi. Would you like to pray us in? <laughs> sure, I will. Um, dear Lord, thank you so much for this day. Thank you for opening our eyes this morning. Thank you that we get to gather for this podcast today. Um, this is a Christmas special and we're really excited about Christmas and celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus. Lord, thank you so much for sending him to earth, um, for making him personable, for making you personable to us, and most importantly, for sending him to die for our sins. Thank you for saving us. Lord, thank you for being everything. <laughs> thank you for being in everything in the air that we breathe. And we love you and we worship you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. I'm Yale. I'm Alyssa, in case you didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the Christian Cookie Club podcast. Mm-hmm. We were absent yesterday, but today, if you're listening on Friday when we release, we are here. Huzzah. Merry huzzah. <laughs> Merry Christmas Eve to one, to all. Uh, and in honor of Christmas Eve, we are taking a Bible break. Yay! Not a break from the Bible, that is, but a break within the Bible. Yes. Yeah. I realize now <laughs> the titling of said break is quite confusing. Mm-hmm. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome. Do you have any anything to pitch? Bible beginning? <laughs> Bible bump (laughs) (laughs) i like that that's probably what it's gonna be now that's gonna stick yeah you just take a little bump of the bible yeah it's bible bump (laughs) bible bite oh that's good that's better bible bite that's more on brand nice cute love it we're calling it the bible bite okay all right so this is a bible bite welcome to this bible bite um it's christmas so we have to do the not have to we want to do the christmas story (laughs) boy we have to no no we love it it's a great it's a it's the most wonderful time of the year and not for the reason that people usually think but for jesus jesus (laughs) what's the reason people usually think gifts which brings us to Oh, yeah, okay, that's a really good lead-in. I didn't even think about that. Okay, so my icebreaker today, Yale, what is your favorite Christmas present you've ever received? It was probably the Christmas I got an Xbox. Nice. Yeah. It was when I got an Xbox from my mom's place. So I was not only not only boxing at my dad's, but boxing at my mom's, and I was just fully boxed. Fully boxed. I was boxed in. That was the beginning of my Matrix nice yeah <laughs> but as a kid man the matrix is a great place yeah yeah it came it was awesome it came with uno Ooh. <clears throat> it came with uno and it came with pac-man and <clears throat> shortly after my mom got me lego star wars number two which is awesome and halo three i still have that copy of halo three i don't think i have that copy of lego star wars mm. yeah cool Alyssa, hmm. what was your favorite gift? My favorite gift, um, wow, my mom, my mom gave me, I think it was like maybe three years ago, maybe two or three years ago, I forgot, but she got me concert tickets. She got me and her tickets to go to an, the iHeartRadio um, concert festival thing. There's like seven just different artists and like 
best lineup like ever and we heard it on the radio for months and we were like that would be so sick if we could actually go yeah and then she gave me like this big box and i was like oh my gosh what is this i don't think i even asked for anything and it was just full of like clues it was just full of random stuff and she's like okay so these are all clues and i was like what and it took me like a like an embarrassing amount of time to figure it out i think like i don't even think i figured it out but yeah anyway it was really funny yeah that was my favorite (laughs) (laughs) wow what kind of can i get an example of a clue so the like host of iHeartRadio is called like the Woody Show mm-hmm. and we used to listen to them, to them like in the mornings when we were driving to school. They're really funny. And um, so one of the things she put in the box was like a little like, you know, Woody from Toy Story. Mm-hmm. She put in, like a little Woody figurine <laughs> for like the Woody Show. <laughs> and then on like a piece of paper, she like stuck a bunch of like Jolly Ranchers and I forgot what the Jolly Ranchers were supposed to mean. Oh, man. But I know there were nine of them because it was on, like, the ninth day of a month or something. Oh, yeah. And, like, the Jolly Ranchers had to do with, like, Because they made you jolly. No, they had, like, a more, like, they had, like, a significance. I I forgot, though. Okay. But, yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, that was cool. So, like, each hint was also kind of a gift. Kind of, yeah. Your mom is... Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was really cool. Well, terrific. Now that we've established our favorite Christmas presents, mm. it's time for Bible Bite. Dun, 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 dun. Would you like uh, me to read? Uh, sure. So it's Matthew, what is it, 18 through 25. 25. Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son, and he gave him the name Jesus. So, I think it'd be good to talk through this point by point until we somehow manage to get to the Christmas tree. <laughs> I don't think we're ever going to get to the Christmas tree. Oh. Um, so, that's, that's embarrassing. Um. <laughs> so then I guess my, my, I should just throw my notes out. So, yeah. Essentially, that's what, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> No, um, so. First off, Mary's found to be pregnant, but she's not yet married 
or consummated with Joseph. Because mm-hmm. it says they're betrothed. And I looked this up because I guess betrothal back then was like different than being married. So first there was engagement, which is like arranged by the parents. And then betrothal is like a year gap where you're like considered husband and wife and it's like still not breakable, but you're not like married yet. And then... It's like when you get a couch, but you keep the plastic wrap on. Like, I don't... No. No. I mean, I don't think... No, that's like, that's good, but it's still like... I think it's supposed to be more than that because there's still like... Like, you can still get divorced. Like, you're not supposed to, but like, you still could, even though you're not technically like married yet. Okay. It's like a permanent engagement kind of thing. Like, people break off engagements like no big deal like you don't have to get divorced but for this you still have to get divorced okay so kind of confusing but so then, does that yeah. mean they would normally consummate then and then there's a there's like a ceremony down the line i think so uh-huh. but like i'm not really sure okay i'm kind of confused that's that's my guess though mm-hmm. but so are you saying that but they didn't do that they no but betrothed. they didn't do that no, they are betrothed. So it's like they got betrothed, and then like a couple days later, Joseph's like, or however long later. No, <laughs> no, because I'm pretty sure she told him. I don't know where if it says that. Well, the but angel I'm assuming tells him. she. Well, yeah, they, but they he knows before the angel tells him. Yeah. Because I'm assuming Mary told him, and like, who's gonna believe that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I wrote that down somewhere, but. Yeah. So the angel goes to them, each of them separately. Yeah. It says, Mary, you're going to conceive and it'll be of the Lord. Joseph, don't get angry. And Joseph's like, bet. Yeah. I will do the respectful thing. Because originally it says in there, um, you might have it highlighted. It says that he was going to divorce her quietly. Mm-hmm. And then the angel... So then she, he did find out first. And then yeah. the angel visited him. Yeah. And the angel said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. So... What does that say? What does that say about God? Well, first, I think I was thinking about what it says about Joseph. Mm. Like, the fact that he could have made a big stink about, like, Mary cheated on me and, like... Ooh, with and he the Lord. No! But he probably didn't believe that? that it was with the Lord. Because, like... Well, then it wasn't, you know? It was, like, by the Holy Spirit. So, that's not even... Anyway. Um, Can't beat the Lord, fellas. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, this is true. But, anyway. I forgot what I was talking about. Sorry. It's okay. Sorry. So, Joseph goes to Mary. He's like, hey... You're pregnant. Rather, she tells him first, and I'm he's like, "That's how." It went. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm pregnant." He's like, "Whoa, you're pregnant?" She's Whoa. like, "Yeah, but it's okay. An angel told me that I'm carrying the Messiah." He probably flipped out. Oh, he. Well, he, I mean, imagine the amount of la- ladies who've said that before. <laughs> like, he probably knows some guys. They've heard this. I, you know. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but still, he was still thinking about divorcing her quietly, so he wasn't buying it. Yeah. For whatever reason. No. I mean, for whatever reason, it's pretty. It's a pretty bold proclamation. Yeah. It wasn't. It was. It was the Lord. Yeah. Really. Really. That's it. But it was. Yeah. yeah. But it was. And he had to have faith. 
but God had to come to him first to give him that faith. God had to tell him, tell him in a dream through an angel that he needs to be faithful. And if he's faithful, God promises him blessings for his generation and not just his generation, but for all the earth. Well, that's what was cool is he was already promised a blessing because he's part of the Davidic line, which was blessed like thousands of years before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that was really cool is like Joseph is a part of the lineage and like that's why he's Jesus's earth dad. But yeah, yeah. And he was so he was a godly man before. But the thing that I think is so fascinating is that he wasn't godly enough to stay by her side until the angel visited him. I don't think that's it. I mean, I don't know. I saw it a little bit differently. Yeah? Yeah. Because he thinks she was unfaithful to him. And he's still being, like, respectful about it. Like... Yeah. Divorcing her quietly, that's very kind of him. Because infidelity, like, then was huge. Like, you could get you could get stoned to death for that. And, like, he doesn't even plan on telling anybody, really. But... That's a good point. That's a good point. So he, so in the way, a godly thing would be to divorce her. Yeah, because yeah. that's the only reason God, like the only valid reason in the Bible for divorce is like adultery. Yeah. And so the angel comes to him, tells him the deal, confirming what Mary had told him. And he wakes up and runs over to Mary and is like, you're my wife. And we're going to take care of this baby. It's all going to be okay. <laughs> essentially yeah he's like hey i saw the angel too and she's like thank god and yeah yeah what a gift yep so what does that tell us about god and christmas we know it tells us about joseph it tells us that joseph is a good man was a good man who listened to god before the outrage of his own heart mm-hmm he fulfilled that, followed it through. God fulfilled his promise to him. Mm-hmm. God is promise keeper. Miracle worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Patient. Yeah. Yeah. Um... There's an issue with, like, the Virgin Mary that a lot of people, like, argue about, I guess. Is that she was a virgin and gave birth? Yeah. And, like, not even... It's just with the Hebrew word. I think it's, like, Alma Alma or something, which can either mean young woman or virgin. So people are like, wait a minute, she could not be a virgin. But this word even though it can mean young woman, is never used in any other context in the Old Testament other than to refer to a virgin. So just putting that out there hmm. for everybody who's wondering. Hmm. But yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I thought so. I think it's really interesting that Joseph commits to taking care of a son that's not his. Yeah. I mean, it is his in the sense that God said, like, here, this is yours. <laughs> yeah. Even though it's like technically not related to him, I guess. Exactly. I mean, maybe he still is though, like by God's like powers. I don't know. 
<laughs> like, do you think he... My interpretation is he's not his blood. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, it's impossible, because, like, nothing... Nothing's impossible, but I feel like it's unlikely. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think it's cool. Yeah. He decides to raise this son, who's not his, on faith. Faith in his wife, above that faith in God, and his promise to him. And I, I don't know if I have anything else to add there. I want to try to figure out the Christmas tree. Oh but my God. we can go to Luke before we try to decipher that. <laughs> the Christmas tree. I don't think the Christmas tree is biblical. Okay. I tried to make... I, I, I was... My notes go deep on the Christmas tree. You're... You have... Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's not about Saturn or the pagans. But do you have anything else to add? Before I go deep in the pain on Christmas tree. <laughs> deep in the pain on Christmas Um, so, yeah, something else cool that I saw, or that I read, was that, um, like, this, like, Matthew uses this chunk, basically, to set, like, the whole story straight, because everybody there, of course, was, like, gossiping. Like, everybody, the r- main rumor that was, like, spread around was that Mary got impregnated by a Roman soldier. <sighs> But this is Matthew setting all of that straight. Like, that's what this chunk is meant for. Like, to say, like, no. Where did that rumor start? I think just with everybody finding out that Mary was pregnant and they thought, oh, wait, she's, like, I don't know. I'm assuming Mary told everybody that, like, she was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Everybody was like, And everybody was like, yeah, all right, yeah. Wow. What a test of faith. Oh my her. gosh, Mary, so much respect for Mary. Yeah. Dude. Cuz that's that's gossip. That gossip can be cutting. Dude, her reputation got chopped in half. Yeah. Her like she could have been put to death. Yeah. She like so many things. A lot of trials. Yeah. Hmm. Mary's really and you're saying that this ex, this is to set the record straight. Yeah. That's why Matthew wrote it, was to set it straight and say, this is the truth. And as with much of biblical and gospel truth, it doesn't always make worldly sense to our minds. Yeah. All right. I see you've changed page. <laughs> I've flipped page. We are done with Matthew. I have a bunch of stuff about a Christmas tree that I'm sure is going to get shot to heck. So okay. we'll get into that when we get there. <laughs> um, would you do do the kind favor and read Luke 2, please? Uh, yes. I'm sorry for the sticky note peeling sounds. Let me just get these off. Okay, there we go. Hope that was a nice, probably really quiet ASMR. Okay. Okay. Um, So this is Luke 2, 1 through 21. It's the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. 
So Joseph also went up from the town from Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all they heard, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which they were just which were just as they had been told. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Frankincense and myrrh. Are those like perfumes? They're, yeah, they're like um, plants, and they're often made into like essential oils these days, but yeah. They're like, I'm sorry, say that one more time. They're like, what? Plants, not trees. Ah, trees a plant. Oh my gosh. No, they're like little plants. Not trees. Oh, trees is still a plant. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, give when it to I'm, me. What's with the... All right, well, I'm trying... How do you think the Christmas tree came about? I don't know how it came about, all right? I should have done more research. We'll leave that to next year's Yale. Okay. But this year's Yale says, God promises relief and renewal to the Israelites in the Old Testament. And again and again, the Israelites stumble and fall and just don't meet God and his promise for them. But still, God gives them relief and renewal throughout time and time again. I think the Christmas tree is that relief and renewal symbolized and embodied in our living rooms. It smells great. You have to get rid of it after a while, though, because all good things fade away. And then you clean it up. And now your living room looks fresh and new, and it still has that piney scent. It's a gift in and of itself. And it lays presents. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm done. uh, (laughs) Luke 2 is great and all. (laughs) But, I mean, the real matters here are the Christmas tree. I think it's so spectacular that... God told mm, not just one or two people, but he told several people at different occasions who have different parts of the story about what was happening to get them all there at the same time. Yeah. To create witnesses for this moment and witnesses to be met later in Jesus's life. Mm. 
Yeah, and I think it's cool that he called like the lowest of the low, like shepherds, especially these shepherds, because these were the ones that um, took care of like the lambs outside of Jerusalem. They were the lambs that were like used for sacrifices. Ooh. Yeah. Dirty lamb. Well, you weren't those the nicest lambs? Um. Yeah, they were the nicest lambs, but shepherds are still very low. Okay. Um. But yeah, and then the magi were like the religious leaders, so they're very high. So mm-hmm. I think it's cool that he had like both extremes. So the beginning, right? They go to Bethlehem because Caesar Augustus, first emperor of Rome, calls a census. I think the census is just um, to figure out how much to tax everybody. Because that's when like, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just really love that like first emperor first six isn't he successful like this guy is actually a good emperor rome is kind of Wait, didn't he try to little... track jesus down and kill him by killing all the kids is that i think that might be the next unless it's like him later i don't remember okay but he starts off a really good he's good for like the economy and things like that morally good no idea but mm. he's supposed to be a decent like ruler okay yeah um but I think it's cool that he's also just like a pawn in God's hand because it's like, hmm, how am I going to get a young couple from Nazareth to Bethlehem? Oh, I know. <laughs> I'll use this guy to, and it doesn't say that they were just arriving in Bethlehem when Jesus was born. It said that they'd been there. So like what I was reading is like, it's speculated that like, um, Joseph took Mary there early to escape all like the rumors and stuff like that. It was mm-hmm. probably a lot of pressure on her, mm-hmm. but Yeah. I thought it was cool. And because in like earlier in the Bible, it's like prophesies the Messiah being born in Bethlehem. Yeah. So it's like, I think it's cool how God got them there. But yeah. How did he get them there? By um, using what's his face, Caesar Augustus to issue the census. I'm now confused though. Like, so they issued the census and they avoided the census because... No, they have to go down to... Um, they have to go there they in have order to, go to fill there. the census. Yeah. And then Bethlehem All is right. on the way. So it's more they're like fleeing rumors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bethlehem's just outside of... So there was, like, multiple reasons. One is, like, we have to make this trip for governmental tax purposes. Yeah, that's, like, the first reason. But then they decide to go early. Yeah, because, you know, the baby's about to be born. That's going to be an awkward conversation. Yeah. What? Because it probably took them, them like, months to get there. Yeah. So it was probably... I don't know. Maybe weeks. Yeah, it like six maybe miles like a month. No, it was... No? Like, I forgot how long it was, but it was a long journey. Hmm. Well, I think it's uh, it's interesting that God sends them away. Like you're saying, he really he sends them on a journey. Yeah. In order for them to come back with their son. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like he puts them through one last sort of like gauntlet of hardship. Which you don't really read about, but, you know, travel at those times was hard. Oh, yeah. Especially with a pregnant woman. Yeah. That must have been brutal on her back. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no pillows back then. Yeah. Maybe some. Well, But probably they were a luxury. Yeah, probably. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe it did take a couple months. I don't know. I think we should just take a minute to um, 
appreciate the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. By talking about By it. By talking about it? Yeah. Okay. I was like, cool. <laughs> In a moment of silence. I do appreciate it. Not only was he born into this world and lived in it, but he was also taken out of it very dramatically. And I think that's important for the story of the Bible mm. and the gospel, for the truth of it to be expressed. That it's God is like this all powerful, encompassing being. And to see him exemplified in a human life by him coming here, just like seeing the joy that he brought from the moment he was born to the calamity that was brought from his leaving is so cool to see in contrast. Because in, in when he arrives, these strangers arrive and say he's the Lord without knowing him because of the signs and the visions and the faith they had. This is the Lord. Meanwhile, they have to wait like 30 years, 33, before that's fulfilled. I guess like 33 and some change before it's really fulfilled and he's dwelling among us forever. Um, but then when he dies, when Christ is put on the cross, his friends disavow him. These guys who were following him around for like a year are like, never met him. <laughs> It's cre- it's really, I, I, you know, I'm no theologian, but there, there's just so much there to me. Yeah. There's so much meaning in that. Yeah. Like, and the joy of his life and I think just the anguish of his departure. Yeah. Can you help me out here? <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I guess, like, branching off of that. It's always amazing to me how shameful his entire life was. Like, his everyone talks about, like, of course, his death was... T- he died, like, the worst death possible. And here he is, like, the son of God. You know, hanging, like, naked on a cross. Like, and the reason he died is it's us. Yeah. And, yeah, and his own people, like, asking for him to be put to death. Choosing an actual murderer over him, like, it's, that's unimaginable. Like, that in the first place is unimaginable. And then you think about the rest of his life, and it's like, okay, when he was born, he was born in a barn, because there was no room for him to be born anywhere else. He was brought to the earth humbly. Yeah, by a person, okay? And then he was put in a manger where animals literally eat from. And then he grows up in Nazareth, which, by the way... Can anything good come can from Can anything good come from... That's exactly what I was going to say. Can anything good even come from there? And then he's a carpenter. He hardly has any money his whole life. He doesn't even man. have, like, a steady, like, shelter his whole life. Yeah. He went from being at God's right hand and angels seeing to him all day long to that. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> and when you think about it like that, it's like... You think about Jesus' death and everything he did, and that by itself wants to make you cry. And then you think about the rest of it, and it's like, I can't even handle it. Like, I can't even handle it. How humbly, slowly, and patiently he lived his whole life until his moment came. And his moment came to destroy him, and he did it 
willingly mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah, and for that's, the salvation of us. And that's what I liked you're talking about. In his whole life, you can see so much joy yeah. in everything he did. And it's like, here he is living in like the humblest imaginable possible circumstance, doing everything for everybody else. Yeah. It's, it's beautiful. It's insane. Can't even, like, I can't, I can't, yeah. It's so hard to describe how beautiful it is. Because you run into characters like that and you don't, they're like laughable, but but, but he is so serious mm-hmm. when you consider him. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people did laugh at him. Yeah. Well, it's like C.S. Lewis was saying. That's like, what if I was going to say, yeah. If you were around during his time, if you heard a guy saying all this stuff, you'd be like, well, he's out of his head. Yeah. Or he's actually God. Yeah. And his effect, the effect that he had on his disciples... From his life, death, and resurrection, proves the divinity of his teachings, of his life. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God for Christmas. Every year we get to celebrate him, and uh, and it's so funny. Unbeknownst to many non-believers here in America. We celebrate him just in virtue and in action. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people celebrate around the Christmas tree. I mean, my household wasn't religious growing up, and we had a Christmas tree, and we shared presents. And it wasn't so much about Jesus as it was about the goodness of the world and how it comes from people coming together and doing things for each other, which is, I think, when the church is working at its best does a great job at exemplifying all year round uh, but I just love that Christmas brings that to families all over the world and in America um, who don't believe yet I think that's so beautiful mm-hmm. even if it was Macy's that did it <laughs> yeah through Macy's, Gone through Macy's. yeah <laughs> I mean he works in mysterious he ways. He works in mysterious ways. What can what can we say? If he well, can work if he can work through Yeah, anyway. Anyway. Ah. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you everybody mm-hmm. so much for for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week on Thursday for another episode of the Christian Cookie Club. We will be reading CS Lewis book 2 chapter 3 and 4, I believe. Um, yeah, this has been Yale. And Alyssa. Thank you so much for listening. Alyssa, should we pray out? Not just in? Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Should I pray us out? Sure. Okay. Dear God, creator of heaven and earth, master of our universe, Lord, thank you for having us here tonight that we may get to share in your word, God, and talk about your love and grace through the acts that you made clear and truthful on earth, God. Thank you that we get to experience your word. Thank you that we get to live in your light every day, God. Thank you that we get to share in relationship with you and each other. And God, thank you for each and every one of our listeners. We pray that you bless them. We pray that you bless this little club of ours and that you bless this world on Christmas uh, 2021. Lord God, we love you. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys for listening. Bye.